Welcome everybody. This is the Grace Life Fellowship Podcast. Today is another edition of Conversations in Grace. Jesse and Tim are gonna be sitting down with our Family Ministries Director, Emily Soule, to talk about Advent. We hope you enjoy it. Here's Jesse. Welcome, everybody. This is Jesse Sampson, and I'm here with Tim Chalice, our lead pastor here at Grace Life, and our family ministries director, Emily Sule. How's it going, guys? Good. Gals? How are you doing? Awesome. Hey, Em. How are you doing? I'm great. Good. Good. I'm glad y'all are here tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about Advent. So let's do it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So we when we talk about Advent, we're talking about the um, expectant birth of Jesus and the time between now and then, right? And um, it, it, it always brings to mind the word Emmanuel, God with us. And, uh, you know, one thing that it reminds me of is just how it would have been, it would have been astonishing enough for uh, for God to to be here temporarily, but his plans were to leave, were, were to live among us and to, you know, just like with his disciples, have relationship and experience things together. Yeah, I happen to know that Emily loves this topic. I know that you <laughs> love this season. I know that your heart comes alive and the joy that you have just to celebrate it. Um, so I'll let you take it. <laughs> okay. I do love Advent. And for a few reasons, I mean, one, the, the literal definition of Advent is the waiting or expecting of a notable person that's like the literal i'd say jesus is fairly notable yeah yeah i'd give him i'd give him that one yeah um and so as the church has come to celebrate it it's been connected to christmas as we prepare to remember and celebrate his birth but it's also in remembering all that god's already done and that god's chosen to come and live with us Mm. and then the second coming that's coming um one day hopefully sooner than later. And so all of that is wrapped into the season of Advent. And there's kind of four main um, points. And usually churches pick one per Sunday to kind of focus on hope, which was this past Sunday, which Pastor Tim did an awesome um, sermon on. And then it's peace, joy, and love. And, um, And for us as Christians, we already have those things. Like Christ has already come. God is with us. Emmanuel is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have his peace that passes all understanding. We have his joy. We have his love. Um, we have his hope. And so as we live today with all of him inside of us, um, waiting for the second coming, we are able to live differently than the people that were actually waiting for Jesus to be born, we're on the other side of that. So what you're saying, Em, is that we we have this expectant hope, this expectant joy, this expectant peace, this expectant love, and we're remembering it because it's all met in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think this season reminds us um, that God has declared, He has spoken through His Son that started at a, a, a manger in Bethlehem, right, that He has declared... I have not abandoned you. I have not left you alone. Emmanuel, God with us. 
And we know in this new covenant economy, it's even greater than that. It's not just God with us, alongside of us, walking with us. It's God imparted into us. It's the Spirit of God. So this hope and this joy and this peace and this love are not just possessions we get to experience from without, but they're actually possessions we experience from within, mm-hmm. right? That, that Christ has become all of that. And he is the person of joy. He is the person of hope. And um, it's, it's incredible when you think about this season. So many times we can get so focused on, I, I mean, Emily, you're, you're doing Christmas shopping, I'm assuming. And mm-hmm. however you do that these days, Amazon or whatever. Right. And there's this expectation <laughs> of all that needs to get done in order to celebrate something. And actually, we're saying just the opposite in this new covenant economy. We're celebrating something because of all the expectation having been done. You know, what what other what other deal do you get with anything else where whatever you're expecting is a done deal? Yeah. That's that's what the finished work of Jesus has offered us. Whatever your expectant hope is, it's finished in Christ. Whatever your expectant joy is, it's finished in Christ. Right? right, so this Advent season is one where we celebrate the reminder of, hey, God said, I'm coming. I'm not leaving you there by yourself. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not only going to be with you. I'm going to be in you. And so while we wait for this second coming, the glorious return, we are not left as orphans. Right. We are, we are okay in the midst. In the meantime, it's good news. It's such good news. I like to. Um during Advent, think about like this coming Sunday, um, the the theme is peace. That's kind of the, the theme for week two of Advent is to meditate and think about what Jesus is our peace means and looks like. And one of my favorite things about that is that Jesus is the peace that passes all understanding. And how many times in 2019 has Jesus been that peace inside of me when I I shouldn't have had peace or felt like I shouldn't have had peace or, and yet I was experiencing this peace, experiencing this peace that passed all understanding and just what a beautiful time it is to thank Jesus for those experiences. Especially when you're Christmas shopping. Yeah. Especially when you're Christmas shopping (laughs) and when, um, when you don't feel those things, you know, like joy is not a feeling. Peace isn't necessarily a feeling right? It's who Jesus is. And so it's, it's awesome that in the season of Advent, we get to be reminded of those things that joy is a person and and peace is a person. Do we really even understand what you just said? It's so awesome that peace isn't necessarily just a feeling. It's a person. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you think about that, when we start redefining these, these concepts, peace, joy, love, hope, these are not just Hope is not just wishful thinking. Peace is not just a feeling. Love is not just a feeling. These are actually the descriptions of the person of Jesus Christ. This is who he is. He is our hope. He is our prince of peace. He is our joy. He is our love. He is all of that. When you start thinking of it, not in terms of our emotional state, but in terms of him, it, it opens up a whole new world of what God has promised to us and how we locate the the reality of it, right? Right, and it changes everything. It changes your prayer life because no longer are you praying for his peace. You already have it. So now you're asking, can I experience it? I want to experience it, I want to feel this thing that I already have, this person that I already have. 
And so knowing that, knowing who Jesus is and knowing who you are in him changes everything. My lack of experience isn't necessarily the the litmus test for whether I have it in a possession or not. Actually, the, the reason I want to experience it more is because I possess it in mm-hmm. him. I want all that is mine in Christ. It's our birthright. Mm-hmm. And so so even even the maybe perceived negative of, I want to experience more. How many believers go, okay, I hear you, God. I hear what you're saying to me, but I want to experience it. I want to, I want to feel it more. And, and what, if, what if we start with, I believe you, Lord. I believe that it doesn't start with how I feel. It starts with what you have done. And, and now I can actually reinterpret my feelings through the truth of what God has done. And, and then there's, then I see what it means to hope. You know, Romans 8 says, who hopes for what he already sees? So yeah. so some of these things are not going to be seen the way we think they should be seen or felt the way we think they should be felt. Right. But that no less diminishes our hope. Our hope is him. Yeah, what's, what's really amazing to me is that if you look back in the Old Testament, you see God as he's, a, he's appearing as a burning bush or a pillar of fire or Moses is on the mountain and he can't look at him, right? Yeah. Uh, and his face, you know, Moses comes down from the mountain and his face is shining. And But then we experience God differently in the New Testament. And he becomes, he comes to us as a child, as a baby. And it's almost like when you think about that relationship, even a toddler could run away from you. But a baby has to be picked up, has to be held. There's an intimacy there that wasn't there before. You know, that's so good. It's it's so neat that yeah. God would, um, you know, this whole idea of Emmanuel, like I was saying in in the beginning, is God with us. Like God broke this barrier that was there, and He united. He 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 some He He brought us together with Himself. You know, God with us is not just that Jesus came to Earth, but that Christ is part of us, lives in us, and through us. Like it's the whole picture. It's not just the fact that God came to earth. And th- and this birth, I mean, the 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 innocence, the humility, the, the the neediness of a baby, you think about what you just said, Jesse, God's revealing himself through this Advent season. This is what we're being reminded of. And how does he do it? How does he want to remind the world that he loves them, that he hasn't forgotten them? You know, there were 400 silent years before the birth of Christ mm-hmm. in terms of God revealing his glory on planet earth. And how does he return and reveal his glory? In the approachability, <laughs> the humility of a little, a little baby, baby. <laughs> an infant. And, right. and he's not going to stay there. We know that. He's the king of kings. But the idea that God, the all-powerful God, would say, I'm going to declare my return and this is how I'm doing it. That's, yeah. that's an amazing idea when we think about how many people say, oh, I could never go to God with this. I could never approach God. The birth of Jesus reminds the world that God is approachable and and he's going to he's going to invite himself back to us in the most approachable way. Yeah. Right? Moses, huh? Yes. I mean it's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Today Moses would be so shocked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and this really should be the driving force of our lives. Just the fact that God, you know, the incarnation was not just God coming to earth for a period of time, but it was that he was coming and he was staying. And that that hope would be, there would be hope would be made, and it would stay alive for eternity. Yeah, I mean, 
Well, Tim, you talked about that Sunday when you said um, we can't claim that God is, if God is silent, then what Jesus did is nothing. Yeah. It's like that mm-hmm. was so verbal and so huge. Right. God saying, hey, I'm not just going to sit up here and judge and watch. I'm going to come live in right. you and with you. And he didn't come to judge, but to to bear the judgment right. of the whole world. Right. Take yeah. it on. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. I, I think so many people, it, we can feel, to use your, your words earlier, we can feel like God is silent. Mm-hmm. We can feel like he's not listening. We can feel like our prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. We can, And we're basing all of that on whether circumstances are changing to our favor or not, the things we're asking for. And so many people, I, I've met with them, you've met with them, you deal with them too. I, we've been those people, right, that say, God, why, why aren't you listening? Why are you not saying anything mm-hmm. to me? Why are you silent? And we're trying to locate God in a way that that maybe is emotional dri- emotionally driven or circumstantially driven. Rather than by faith, let's let's see what God has said. And God said, right, I have spoken in these last days through my son. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find out what God is saying, if he is speaking, and what does he say, you look to Jesus. And yeah. you won't find anything other than his declaration of love and acceptance and mercy and forgiveness and joy and peace and compassion towards us. He has spoken. So in those moments where we don't think we're hearing from him, let's be reminded of what he is saying, and it's yeah. in his son. And part of what he's saying is that the joy and the hope and the peace, all that can can come from us as well. We have the same power within us. Right. I, I am a joyous person. Right. I am a peaceful person. Right. I Even am a loving person. Even in moments when you don't feel joyous, you yes. are still full of joy. Even when I don't feel it. That is true of who I am yes. because of who lives in me. Right. So that's revolutionary, guys. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm listening to you two talk about that. And I'm yeah, going, that's, t- <laughs> that's amazing to think about that because so much of what we identify with is how we feel. Yeah. And then we, we label an identity based on that rather than, wait a minute, how I feel is how I feel. And I've said this before, but your feelings tell you the truth about one thing. How you feel. They tell you the truth about how you feel. They don't always tell you the truth about who God is, where he is, and who you are in him, right? right. We've got to take those by faith, and we can't waver on that. Otherwise, we are going to be a roller coaster of emotions trying to find God. And the reality is God found us, mm-hmm. and he placed himself within us by his spirit, and he made us his home, his dwelling place, his temple, and he's not leaving. Even when we feel like he's absent or silent, he says he cannot forsake himself, right? Yeah. He will never forsake us. He will never leave. When people say, well, what if I walk away from God? Well, he just goes with you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. He, I mean, this, this Christian life is not so much our pursuit of him. Yeah. It's, it's the revelation of his pursuit of us. And this Advent season shows us the lengths God will, the lengths God will go to to catch us. Yeah. He, he would even become one of us. He would even bear the sins of all of us um, to show us, I'm going to pursue you to the uttermost. Yeah. It's amazing. That's amazing that you could feel empty, but yet you're full. Mm. Yeah. You could feel sad, but yet you're full of joy. Yes. I mean, you could see where people would say, wait, it's no, wait. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah. Well, but, let's look to Jesus. He felt all yeah, those things. He did. Mm-hmm. He felt all those things. But yet he was full. That's right. He was completely full. 
I think I think our feelings are a gift to humanity. Um, we we can we can use them the way God intended. They they are their emotions to be felt and expressed for life, interacted with on this planet. Um, but they are not to ha- have our allegiance and faith put in them. Yeah, that's reserved for God. Yeah, we focus on fact, not feeling. Yes, the truth shall set you free. <laughs> that's right what this advent season is all about amen it's great well thanks guys yeah thanks for having me yeah it was great this we're gonna so have fun. you again emily. Yeah, this has been again. great okay great well this was great uh emily why don't you tell us a little bit about what uh, is going on at grace life during advent season yeah sure so um at grace life during advent we um it's awesome. We are doing it all together as a church from birth all the way through adults. And so on Sunday mornings um, during the worship service, um, we are worshiping through music and through teaching um, on these different points. Last Sunday was hope, peace, joy, love. Um, in the kids ministry and in the youth ministry, we are talking about the same points each week. Um, And then also we have come up with um, an advent sheet for each week. And our hope with that is in no way to put any kind of burden on people or be like, oh, another thing to do. Um, We've actually really taken time and um, talked to a lot of people at different places in life in the church so that our hope is that there's something on the sheet for everyone. So if you have littles at home, if you have little kids at home, there's like a movie suggestion. Yeah, my kids can't wait to give me that sheet, by the way. <laughs> every day. I mean, or, every Sunday. Um, if you are a single adult, there's questions to look at and scriptures to read. There's suggestions for things to search on Pinterest and share with a teenager that's in your life. Like maybe looking up a certain scripture verse and texting it um, to your friends or teenagers or millennials in your life. There really is something for everyone on the sheet. And our hope is that what we're discussing on Sunday mornings can then go with you as you go out into the world. And so that this week it was hope. And so, um, the sheet's all about that. Like, what does that look like as you're living your life? Here's some worship songs um, to be singing together as a family or by yourself. Here's some questions to discuss. Here's some scripture to read. Um, and it just, and all that stuff's related to the theme or the topic or the truth of that week. Yeah, it's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. So that's what we're doing here at Grace Life. For kids from ages 1 to 92. Jesse, but ninety three, you're out. Oh, was it ninety three? Yeah, no, 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 yeah, ninety three. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, the song says that, but we can expand it. Yeah, yeah, good. I love it. Thanks, Em, for yeah, doing thanks, that. Thanks, Emily. Thanks yeah. for all you do here. Yeah, it's great. Thanks. All right, that does it for today's conversation. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you back Tuesday as we continue our message series on Christmas called "The Gift of Christmas." All right, see you Tuesday.